Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in. Podcast 111 Productions, iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, iHeartPodcast, what else? iHeart what? Uh, <laughs> iHeart Ice Cream, iHeart... All Heart, the above. What else? iHeart Coleslaw. iHeart uh, Gilmore Girls. iHeart Coleslaw, yeah, there we go. Uh, fire, up the, <laughs> fire up the legal department, we're sending in subpoenas. Um, this is Season 6, Episode 13, Friday Night's all right for fighting i am joined by my intrepid crew the one and only suzanne french the one and only tara sued and the inimitable amy sugarman um gang let's talk about our live event on january 17th in burbank california live from the iheart radio theater which is stoked johnny Mm -hmm. carson's old soundstage isn't it it's his studio i actually am very excited about it because i think mm-hmm. the lineup is amazing I but too. i also like the secret sort of bells and whistles we have that people mm-hmm. don't know about yet i kind of revealed it's gonna snow but there's I think you're keeping stuff from me too right you're not obviously i am <laughs> I know of course you I because know. i want I people know. to like realize they're coming in it's not just like what they're going to see on stage. It's all mm-hmm. the things that are going to be in the whole theater. And the coolest all thing the is surprises. like, it's our theater. So we can do whatever we want with it. 
One, one thing I've learned about Amy uh, is that she's got some aces up her sleeve at all times. I try. <laughs> there I might try. be a full deck of aces up there. And they'll get, you know, everyone's going to get the photos they want. They're going to oh, get man. the merch they want. They're going to get all mm-hmm. the Gilmore. Oh, it's going to be just a, a just a wonderland of Gilmore celebration. It's going to be a, like a Gilmore amusement park with live people. <laughs> thousand percent like i think (laughs) it would be such a good christmas gift if i got this as a christmas gift tickets to this show and like either you know with the dvds or maybe like you know a A gilmore girls uh book or right or merge like that would be yeah an amazing christmas gift first hanukkah gift whatever gifts you give my my uh my phone is filled with text messages hit me up for tickets i mean it's just filled (laughs) And that's like I have I have as many requests as there are seats, and I'm like texting about guys. <laughs> I can't have like everybody in the audience, like my friends and family. I can't do that, you know. I, 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 I have the same thing happening. Right, right, right. It's funny, like people love this show; they really do. And right. thank you to the people that said nice things about the lineup being awesome because we agree. Like, yeah. we've got something for everybody in the guests, and also I will say. Your castmates, they all said yes, like right away. Like we sent the emails and within minutes, they all said yes. Like they love you. They love each other and they love the fans. It's like. And I'm so nice. We have so many high powered, highly charged uh, magnetic personalities coming on that we had to book somebody that could calm it all down. So we got Sebastian Bach. He's very quiet unassuming he's so you shy. barely know he's there you know so he's gonna help out balance that out um no it's very exciting uh, go to veeps dot events backslash i hyphen m hyphen all hyphen in yeah make sure uh, if you want the live ticket it says like to go to the live show, click here, and then you have to yeah. click here. So yeah, yes, we're making H-E-R-E you work for it. Here, yes. yeah, we're making yeah, you work you, for it a little bit. You gotta find it, but that, that's that's like on the IT side, and that's kind of how it came out. And Amy, you said you've been talking to him about it a little bit, make it easier. But that yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna keep giving you little hints of all the surprises that will be happening right. there. And oh yeah. my gosh, somebody is coming from South Carolina. I saw mm, like mm, people are coming wow. from far away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, they're going to travel. Oh, awesome. Travel. You won't be disappointed. It's actually going to be awesome. I can't wait to meet. I can't wait to meet people in the meet and greet. I love that stuff. I love well, meeting the fans. It's going to be. I can't uh, wait to go to Dosey's Market because we're going <laughs> to have a Dosey's Market in there. Uh, I might. We might have it out in there. I'll tell you. It's going to be. It triggers, There's gonna be it triggers me. Good stuff. There could be rants and raves in there. I know. You know Dosey's Market was not yeah. as prominent in this episode, but Taylor's window mm-hmm. to the diner. Maybe, maybe sure the got best some scene. action that might go in my number one scene uh, of the six seasons. That was the funniest. Uh, see how great Sally Struthers is. She comes in and just Ugh. kills it. So I, mean, I, I, I also agree. There's a scene in this episode that might be the best of all six seasons, but it's a different scene in this episode. To me, is one of the best episodes in the whole series. Oh yeah. Oh, Do yeah. you know which one I'm talking? Yeah. About? Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. I'm going to take off the headphones. I don't want to know. No, you're going to find out this hour. I know. All right. Oh, really? 
I yeah. okay. from this episode. Uh, it's from this episode. Oh, it's I from this it was- episode. Oh, oh, you liked uh, Preston Sturgis, uh, Scorsese, uh, John Frankenheimer thing at the end. Yeah, you love yes. that. I mean, you love that. I love the way Kenny Ortega directs your show. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. every time he is involved, it, the episode is amazing. Every, actually every went time. Back. I actually went back to like double check it was Kenny because the second I saw that scene, I was like, this feels like a Kenny directing scene. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I did the same thing. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's responsible for this? Unmitigated a, genius. Yes, Unmitigated he doesn't really genius. get a, enough credit. I mean, maybe he does, and I'm just like clueless. But like, High School Musical is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's, this, he's the he's way he directs Gilmore big, Girls. He's kind of a big deal. He has yes books. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Did he direct mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus? Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh my gosh, I did not. Yeah. I discover things he directed like all the time, and I'm always sort of shocked. Descendants, Hocus Pocus, High School of Musical. Of course, Descendants. That that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Plus, he was fun. He's fun on set. He's uh, very oh really? Going, yet he's you know he's crisp and he's really got his act together. He has great notes. He's you know he speaks the language of theater, so it's easy to yeah have a have a have a dialogue with him. So. Um, and he doesn't make you speak uh, terribly fast when you're talking to him, so that's a relief. <laughs> so what are we gonna? You want to? You want to? You want to get rocking and rolling? Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Oh, Tara. Tara. Right. I think Tara. I think Suzanne's Suzanne? doing Suzanne it. Suzanne does it from her Suzanne, car today. Hit. She had uh, to yeah. sneak out of work. Mobile synopsizing today. <laughs> um, season six, episode thirteen, Friday nights, all right for fighting, aired on January thirty first, two thousand six. Emily and Richard find out about Christopher paying for Yale and don't take it well at all. But they end up gathering for Friday night dinner anyways, and it's a big fight. Luke and April are spending more time together without Lorelai. Meanwhile, Lorelai decides not to cancel everything after postponing the wedding with Luke. And Rory saves the Yale Daily News with the help of Logan. Oh, gosh. This episode is so... It was a good episode. It is so good. So many things to like about it. So many things to like about it. Especially, well, especially yeah, my Logan. Yeah, so. no, he was abs. I said to myself, if I had a daughter, I would want her to bring that man home with her. <laughs> he's so he would approve. Redeems himself in this episode, oh, he does. and people can he fight does. me on it. But guess what? Huh. He's twenty years old. He's not going to be perfect. And he totally redeems himself in Ladies this. Ladies and gentlemen in the audience, we've strapped on the gloves. We're fighting for Logan now. Hmm? <laughs> so we begin. I was a little nervous with the opening mm-hmm. like what what is she doing why is she that, speaking out what's going on yeah i'm kind of uncomfortable right yeah what do you think of that what, what do you think of the collision what do you think of that a little forced a little, little. little bit not your best body acting <laughs> <laughs> it <acting>. was <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit like fake. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I totally agree with you. I thought it was terrible body. It acting. was not your execute. your best. The scene, like that, <laughs> that was sort of hard because it was like. She's trying to be so sneaky, and I was kind of nervous. And then you're oh. like. 
you don't really know that she's so bummed about postponing and it's just like oh no and then there's the like you're trying to get up and be so sweet i'm like he's so sweet weird awkward fake crash like (laughs) and the thing that shocked me about it was like i didn't even know what the heck happened with 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 the bad body acting and (laughs) and then i supposedly smash her in the nose somehow this that thing where you Yes, she like held her nose or her mouth or something. And was that it was her on nose. purpose or did you mess that up? Like, is that was that part of it that you were going to hurt her nose or did you actually hurt I'm her ta- nose? I'm taking the fifth on this. I I, I do not recall, Senator. That's <laughs> a My attorneys are informed me. They'd Your advise me to take, plead the Fifth Amendment on this. Your face uh, acting is Oscar worthy. Your body acting is like kind of a fail. No, body acting. <laughs> I, I, I really just. Although your body acting with April was Mm -hmm. excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent sort of movement and sort of fatheriness. Thank you. This one. Yeah. 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 There's something in this episode that I cannot wait to talk about. Cannot wait. She's slopping pigs. She's milking cows. Yeah, that was so random. And and then like once she tells you what she's doing, then I wasn't as sort of irritated by it i was like oh no wonder she didn't want to tell him she's got to go to the flower mart and like the wedding's not even happening right exactly right and then you were so you were i actually okay i actually thought other than your crash you were better acting in this scene than lauren for some reason lauren didn't feel lorelei-ish for a minute even the line hurt so good mr mellencamp like it felt a little forced yeah, I agree um, with you. I feel like the first scene just didn't. I don't uh, know. It just got I, better I from there. Do you know what I think mm-hmm. it was? I think it was one of these situations where she probably felt too anchored in one place. Mm. You know what I mean, and 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 here's the thing: when you have that much work to do every single day, you get exhausted. Yeah, and then you, maybe once in a while you just want to plant yourself. I don't want to move around. I don't want to do activities. I don't want to you know, really, um, you know, act out this scene to its potential because God darn it, I'm going to create all this coverage for myself. Mm. I'm going to create all these camera angles and they're going to have to do close-ups here and close-ups there. Oh, interesting. It just takes so much longer to do it. So, so every once in a while when you're overworked and you're sort of dealing with it with your director in, in, in the rehearsal phase, you go, I feel good here. I just want to stand here and deliver. I think this is, you know, and maybe I, I mean, yeah, I, I think if I, she I was know, moving we, around, I think you're making an interesting call out mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I actually think if she was moving around, it might've been a little bit more real. Cause like, cause right. Cause if she wanted ready, to avoid the conversation, out, right. You know what I mean? Of, if she was deflecting, deflecting and yeah. being nervous, she'd be moving around that room doing things. But I think, but for whatever reason, you know that wasn't going to happen, and so you were, yeah, the- you were more natural because you were in bed, waking up. Although you were like awake, mm-hmm. oh, I'm awake, uh, talking to her. So then she you got said, up, right? So she was kind of manic, moving around, and didn't know how to really have this conversation, and you know, just sort of telling me white lies all over the place. Then it would have been easier for me to execute a body acting maneuver. Uh, like running into her because she'd be a moving target. Yeah, right. It, it, right. You're yeah. not going to crash into a hole. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she was stationary made it awkward. Right. Because so, that's less right. like, right. Uh, that's a good note. Like, 
there's something about the scene that's great and something about mm-hmm. it that isn't as great. I can't remember it's if too, it's, it's too static. That's all. Yeah, I don't think That's it's all. here. I think there's another se- bedroom scene where we see the bathroom, which I have some comments on. I think that comes later where we really see the full bathroom, which right. is quite large and beautiful. But I have a one criticism of that bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. now comes my biggest question for you, Scott, and yes. possibly Suzanne. Mm-hmm. We go to Libby's Flowers. We're at the Flower yes. Mart. Uh-huh. Lorelai's in her beanie puffer and uh, uh, Suki's in a great floral jacket with a scarf. Mm-hmm. What's with the green tape? The Why? Green, the green tape on the scarf? Oh, there that's, was a you know green tape on the you know scarf. What that is? And Lorelai has green tape on her white puffer. God, that says Suki. That probably says Suki on it. That's the wardrobe department forgot to take it off. Uh, I can't and think of they any, forgot to take it other... off, Lauren. I don't. Oh, that's. I don't think so. What? I think it's the addition to is? the flower market. Ah, <laughs> ah. You know, like sometimes you get a wristband, but sometimes they get ah. a sticker. I think it's. Yeah, ah. I think it's no, supposed to be. Oh, I think it's Suzanne. extra diligence on the part of the prop department to make it look like they were actually at a flower market. That's oh my, my gosh, wow. Suzanne. Here I am throwing the wardrobe department under the bus <laughs> and they're actually for, doing extra work to make this believable. I for sure thought I was with Scott. This is some sort of an error. This is some sort of a green screen they have to have in rehearsals. <laughs> Suzanne, I didn't because even if they, know. I, I think if it, was a, if it was a wardrobe mistake, it would be weird that they did it twice. Like, on right both on, both, on both exactly well why didn't they like make green, green flowers why couldn't it be green flowers with a logo on it fm flower mark you know why can't it be that <laughs> then we'd know for sure what it is exactly they, well, it was so true. so who's been to a flower mart i've never been to a flower mart. i have but oh. i don't remember getting like a sticker or anything well that's small town <laughs> connecticut you know that's, maybe that's what they do because people just can randomly walk in why would you i guess you have to pay to get in or because they're like, what? they're the wholesale market. So uh, you pay uh, like an admission and then you, oh, my, gotcha. I have a family member who, who used to do wedding flowers and she had a wholesale license. And mm. so it was like that kind of thing. Like you'd have to show that you're, I don't, I don't know that Suki and, and Lorelai would have had to do it, but you, they charge admissions because you're getting a discounted price and so then you have to. Right. Reddit agrees that many people were befuddled. Right. And felt like you and I and Tara did, Scott, like, oh, there's some sort of a error. Mm-hmm. But yet the other half of Reddit is with Suzanne and That's correcting funny. it, saying it's an entrance to the flower mart. So funny. Wow. And and thank you, Reddit, for having a dialogue about this exact topic. She's got cold feet in the flower mart. She's got to put some socks on. so the green tape was distracting me but i'm glad she told suki i I couldn't have gone on longer on that one either i felt bad for her when she said the wedding's been postponed and suki immediately launches into oh no what did you do like yeah she automatically yeah but she looked a little sad about that yeah but it was that's what i would have said too well, knowing her history, assume. yeah, knowing yeah. her history and and stuff, I think Suki was 
it was 50 50 she was either right or wrong right so. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable why she said it, but I still felt kind of bad for Lorelai because she's oh, already I feel bad for Lorelai so it. many times in this episode. Yeah. But she no. comes, you know, he has a kid. Luke has a kid. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I felt worse when Suki made it about herself. I, did, I was just about yeah. to say, yeah. yeah, I was like, what is this tangent? You know, your friend's yeah. in pain. She's in flames. Help put her out. Totally. Right. You know, she's feeling burned here. And uh, let's apply some aloe here instead of talking about your the possibilities that Jackson could have an illegitimate kid walking around. Right. You know, he has a he has a seed. Take that back. There's no around. such thing as an illegitimate kid. There just aren't. You know, they're all legitimate. Um, huh, yes. Uh, but yeah, she really kind of made it about herself. And that was sort of like, Oh, really? Like, I get it. That would be your first reaction is like, Ooh, mm-hmm. if this happened to Luke, could this be everybody? Mm-hmm. Then I actually felt 
well, I don't know what the word is. When Lorelai's like, maybe I should not cancel everything. And that that was very like, I think that was very genuine and vulnerable and how I would be too. Like, oh, maybe this is going to work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's starting out, you know, with a little bit of, I don't know, it's a little tragic. It's a little sad. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. you know? It's a lot of sad. It didn't, it didn't hit me uh, until I saw Luke and April in the diner mm. through, through the Taylor's window mm. that I realized that, you know what, probably not a bad idea to postpone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I understand I had- now. I understand mm-hmm. now. He's got to get to know his kid. This is priority right now. I agree with We're- you. I, I think postponing is the right thing to do. Yeah. Because it's no yeah. different, really, than Lorelai not wanting to set a date till she was right with Rory. Yeah. And Luke point. really, it hurt him. Mm-hmm. That hurt mm-hmm. him. Let's admit it. But he went along with it and was supportive. And I think she's trying to do the same thing. But I, I don't mm-hmm. see how you suddenly have, a, I mean, I get it six months away, but still, I would probably postpone too. Yeah. Well, I, you know, her anxiety stems from the fact that, you know, like she said, he could wake up tomorrow and, or he could wake up at six months and change his mind. And, you know, she's a little anxious about that. But yeah. That's the right. She's anxious. She's anxious now. Yeah. yeah. You know, tables have turned a little bit. And she, you know, it's, on a, you know, it's just sort of how life plays out at times. Mm-hmm. So, and she's trying hard to sort of right. do the right thing. Right. Right. Yeah, like, she's muddling through the days, right? She's, yeah. You know, trying mm-hmm. to get through the day and do her job and be the uh, the fiance. And, and she's definitely, yeah, she's definitely not being, you know, the word that was in the last episode that you were a little shocked was in the last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The B word. She's not being. itch. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's not being that at all. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's. Even when like the message is on the machine and says like, oh, April will be here five to eight. So come by after eight. And that could have been even more hurtful. But she's trying so hard to like be understanding and put on a brave face. Mm -hmm. Terrible. The tough position for Lorelai to be in. She's got to get to know and uh, be liked by this child or there's real trouble in River City. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a. you know, you don't you don't marry a person; you marry their family, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that's now his family. That's going to be part of her family. So there's some trepidation there. So right, and you wait a long time to introduce that person to your kid, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Some people don't, and no judgment. Oh, sure. But a lot of people oh, sure. wait, right? So he's got to get to know his kid. Yeah. Right. Right. He can't be throwing so much at her. And now I guess, I guess he could because the situation is so weird that I guess he could have said, I'm getting to know you. And because of this weird circumstance, you're sort of immediately also getting to know my fiance. Mm-hmm. But I sort of lean towards the way he's doing it is probably maybe the healthier option. And you have to take uh, April into consideration 100%. Because how is that going to affect her? You know, she's got to get to know him too. And it's going to mm-hmm. take some time. And we have, to, she has to set the pace for this. It's not 
really Luke setting the pace for this is like, what kind of frequency are we talking about here? Uh, Good point. That, that April can handle. Good point. How often, how much time does she want to spend with him? And that's going to depend on how each meeting, each of these initial meetings go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to give it time, you know? Um, and then you can introduce once you're nice and comfortable and, you know, something like that can take a year a while. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. six months uh-huh. does seem quick mm-hmm. to have the wedding. And because yeah. think about it practically, right? So say, say they were moving forward with the wedding. Well, he's not going to have, he's not going to not have April there, but it's way too early to suddenly be like, come to my wedding and you're in the wedding. Right. And like, right. with all yeah, these and nice to meet you. You know, right. we're having like, a wedding this weekend. I'm marrying this girl. It's Why don't you come mess. by for a cake after, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, there's, you know, I actually, first of all, I don't hate this storyline. And number two, I'm not as mad at Luke as others. Like I, I you know, right now I'm not either. I, I agree. It's like, you wouldn't want, you would want April there, but you would want time to get to know her if she's attending your wedding. Right. You can't be like, hi, nice to meet you. Want to be the flower girl? It's yeah. just so weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I, I kind of see it from a different angle. Like it, the whole thing makes me feel a certain kind of way. Like to me, if she's going to get to know Luke, mm-hmm. she needs to get to know Luke's life and the whole package and Luke and Lorelai go together. And Correct, so I yeah. understand that she needs some time and he needs some, like they need time together as the two of them to form a bond. But at the same time, I don't agree with him holding Lorelai at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Fair. Saying you can't be around the kid at all. I, I just I had a hard time with that because she's she's part of the package. He said that to Lorelai that you have Ish, to stay like now. he doesn't want to her to come to the diner. He didn't say it in so many words at the point that we're at now, but he did say, you know, she's going to be here from five to eight. So I'll see you after eight. Mm-hmm. That's right. It wasn't like come Listen, to the diner I, I, and hang out with us. Come on. He give the guy a break. He's got to get to know his kid. Yeah. I'm giving it. I'm giving I'm you the break. He shouldn't. I'm not saying he shouldn't. Right. I'm saying that right. she can get to know both of them. I'm saying that the April can get to know both Luke and Lorelai. But doesn't that make it harder on Luke if we're really having this conversation, right? Luke's trying to get to know her. You add Lorelai into the mix. Suddenly, Luke's concerned about Lorelai. And what he's doing is facilitating Lorelai getting to know April. He still has to get to know her. Like, he really, right. he doesn't even know she's a reader and all these, you know, all the things that we're starting to learn. Because think about it. Think about like, Say, Suzanne, you and I go to dinner with my friend. My job is to sort of get you to know my friend. And instead of Mm -hmm. focusing on, so imagine it's a stranger, basically. I I have to be team Luke so far. Like, I kind Mm -hmm. of agree with, I I know everyone's going to hate. I also don't know that I'm that mad at him for sort of not telling right away. I I hope I would have been different, but I'm not furious at him. Yeah, maybe I am team luke i'm i don't i'm not mad at him Mm -mm. i also i am team luke also that he wants to spend time with april without lorelei i feel like that's fair because lorelei is a part of his life but he needs to learn about his daughter you know what i mean like i I really agree with that actually 
Yeah. That yeah, little I'm girl not, need I'm that, not that, that, that it, little that sorry, that little girl needs the space and the time yeah. to get to know him, ask him mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a deeply personal and very important start starting point for mm-hmm. that relationship to flourish. They have mm-hmm. to build a trust. They have to start building a relationship and and a trust with one another. Yeah. And, and it's delicate and it's, you know, fraught with all kinds of complications since, you know, uh, he's obviously not with uh, uh, Anna. Mm-hmm. So she's going to, you know, Anna's going to feel a certain way when April comes home and a- April's uh, going to have maybe a little frustration that Anna, her own mother didn't bring, you know, why yes. she's going to have all those questions. Mom, why aren't you guys together? It's- Totally. You know, really or why didn't along. you tell me? He could have been my daddy, you know, yeah. and he could have been my dad. And I really want to spend time with him. And and why and didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Right. Yeah. So there's all there are a lot of and more she issues. Is 12. We also have to take into yeah. account she's 12. That's mm-hmm. not the that's not five. That's not five years right. old. Right. That's right. like a little bit more of an age where like you really need to be like sensitive Right, that kid. Right, and you because you don't want to throw her off her her track. Yeah, and this could spin her out and get her off her path. Totally. So he wants to be really, really mindful of that and very careful with it, and very, very deliberate about this process. And I totally respect it. Totally respect. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have that just one on one time with each other. I'm just saying he shouldn't be acting like Lorelai doesn't even exist and he is. it 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 gets I, I i may be projecting forward because it's gonna get worse but this yeah, yeah, is where yeah. it starts is in this episode i feel like so far he is being quite sensitive to Lorelai. that we really see that in the opening scene despite its awkwardness and look yes it's a little bit of a dagger when he's like april will be here from five to eight so come to the diner after eight even though that's rough He's still saying, come to the diner. Like, let me see you. Like, can I cancel stuff? What can I do? Like, I don't, I'm not, right. he hasn't done anything right. yet. Right, right. Hey, um, I, I've, I've got to protect my kid. I got to, yep. this is delicate. And you know, I love you. Yeah. Right. I, we're solid, right? We're solid. We, we're going to get married, but I got to love my kid now. And I've never loved my kid before. So I got right. I, I, I got to give her a lot of this love that I would be giving you, and I'm still right. giving it to you. But I got I got to see because your heart opens up once you know you have a kid. I yeah. mean, his heart well, his heart changed. His capacity for love increased because now he has a kid. It's earth shattering. Yeah, and I think you nailed it when you said he's very much telling her we're good. Mm-hmm. Like he, I don't, he hasn't had any indication to her that things aren't good with her or given mm-hmm. her any indication. Mm-hmm. He's been solid on that while simultaneously navigating this very challenging thing. And how soon she may be forgetting, he was there for her through the whole Rory thing, like a rock. Oh, it's yeah. probably right, right. the reason they're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. She owes him that too. Yes, I agree. And she can't be looking at it through a lens, and I'm sure she's sort of feeling this way at times. Like, who's this April? She was always very attractive, according to Sally. And, and you mean Anna? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Anna Nardini, and yeah, you know, 
in that scene we find out so that was rough is like, that was like, rough. trust your man he's 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 never re- has he really ever done anything to her no that would call into question his loyalty and his, his no but i did think let's talk about that scene because we'll go out of order for a second because i think because that i agree so with important. you i think i so i understand they're we're, they're trying to bombard us with with obstacles and Lorelai is getting triggered and oh my god a little insecure and all that stuff which is mm-hmm. only natural and they're showing that side of her and not showing the side where isn't that a lovely moment between father and daughter and isn't that a beautiful thing to watch that is a father getting to know his daughter that he didn't need to have that's an extraordinarily touching delicate moment there to the point where the the entire town is pressing their noses up against the glass so- Yep. But they're all it's all framed in oh, what's how's Lorelai gonna react and a local Lorelai still gonna get married? This is secondary compared to uh, see, what is I going on between father I, and child. So I didn't see it framed that way. I think it was the town being the town. And if I lived in a small tiny town and suddenly the main proprietor of the town finds out he's got a long lost kid, I too would be pressing my nose up against the ice cream shoppy window to see yeah, but what's for the, going but on. But for the right reasons. Well, for gossipy reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just all know I, so much about each other's lives that it didn't seem abnormal. It seemed like something they would all do. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it in a very literal but also symbolic way that there is a physical wall there between Luke and April and Lorelai. And she oh, that's is interesting. On the outside oh. looking in. And she is sitting there with the town, not part of creating a family with luke and april so okay great really cool call out i think the thing that was hard for me about that scene the town's behaving is the way i would expect the town to behave right. oh my god yeah. gossip Agreed. can you believe he's got this kid and we remember anna and she was so pretty yeah they're assuming that lorelei is totally in it immersed in it with luke by asking her all those questions the painful part for me was she doesn't know the answers because she's he hasn't brought her in completely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah and and she doesn't even know anna so the town actually knows more than she does Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's another aspect of how they portray this relationship between uh, Luke and April. It's like, where, where's the development of this relationship? Why is this relationship just simply being used um, as a wedge between Luke and Laurel to create sort of not necessarily negative tensions, but a little bit of stress, right? Cause they need the dramatic tension for some reason. Why aren't we in close, uh, actually having scenes yeah. with uh, Luke coming, and April, developing a relationship and developing his character along with hers and how wonderful, you know, a guy he, he is becoming. So where, so you know what I'm saying? And I think that because that's lacking and that's not there is, be, is why so much vitriol was aimed at April mm. because the audience was trained to see this as an, an obstacle because Lorelai wasn't getting what she wanted and the fans weren't getting the wedding that they wanted and so on and so forth. Instead of focusing in on this guy who's been there, the solid guy that's loved and, and her and got you know, through all these uh, phases in her life with her and her daughter and her parents and all the, all the slings and arrows that he has suffered over the years. And now he's finally at a point and this is being portrayed as something of a negative where he's being like this really solid guy just found out he has a daughter and he's doing the right thing by her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, so I think it was unfair. I think it was unfair uh, uh, to my character and to April as well in terms of storytelling. It's like develop that a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think in this episode um, it's, there's not as much of that, but coming up in in further episodes, there's some really good like Luke April development going on. There's some really good scenes. I think it's a, a very interesting storyline. Like, I, I, there's that's oh, yeah. the thing I love about this episode. Every single storyline to me, it's it's Luke April with Lorelai, mm-hmm. Logan Rory, 
with a dabble of Paris, but really Rory and Logan. And then the four core Gilmores, each of them mm-hmm. great storylines. So let's let's talk about Logan. So Rory is there's another bit of sort of physical acting I wasn't super crazy about here when Rory's <laughs> with her books and she's at the coffee cart. It, her body acting was kind of the opposite. It was like too good. Like those people are dodging her and diving out of the way. It's, it was a little sort of, you know, whatever. But then it was all, I erased my dislike of that the minute we see Logan. And he's mm-hmm. like, stop. And he's so cute in the puffer coat. And he's standing by the coffee cart because he knows that's where he'll see her. And she was really cute. And the interaction was really cute. And they're going to have dinner Thursday night at 730. And just for me... Because I like Logan, the whole thing. I have a flag on the waving the Mm. coffee cups around. Like, you can clearly tell that there is no actual liquid in the coffee cups. And I noticed in the last episode, (laughs) too, when when Logan was doing it, he had two cups stacked on top of each other. And he's, like, holding them at a 45-degree angle and... And then Rory was doing it in this episode. I'm like, couldn't they have like, yeah. some water or something in the cup so they at least like, had some weight? So they, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing that, when actors roll luggage. I was just going to say, well, do we share a brain? What's going on? Every time I'm. Roll like, luggage. <laughs> Why are we saying? Like, the luggage is too light, you know? Come on, put something Holy. in there. Yeah. That's so funny. And what is the reason, Scott, they don't put water in the cups is it like they just the mess of it or something or it's no what it's just an deal? oversight it's 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 almost the actor's responsibility to make sure that it's real and that it's the weight of as what it should be in real life because too many times you see that and like somebody's drinking a, a big cup with a from a big cup and it's like super light and they're waving it around you can tell there's nothing in it it's kind of silly so you know there you go We've solved exactly. The great there you go. Street. So his puffer coat, the great puffers in this whole thing, right? Great puffers. Mm-hmm. So then we go back, and now we are back with Paulanka, mommy's home. Wait, wait, wait. They they agreed. To, she she's going to go out on a date with him now. Yeah, seven thirty Thursday. Seven thirty Thursday. So I marked it down on my calendar. Actually, I was so excited about it. <laughs> Next to June third, I yeah. now I can't unsee June third. Yeah, somebody in the Sullivan's <laughs> guest said, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I said, what do you mean? That's, you know, Rory's uh, g- getting back together with Logan. I'm excited. So, I put it on my calendar. Then we go to the house and Paul Anka has, she's in the p- orange vest. Again, cute puffer, a lot of puffers. Uh, Babette's on the phone. There was a crash in the living room. The books are everywhere. Babette on the phone still. Know, just like, like what a genius. So I think that we sort of had that set up so that she's, she's listening almost what Scott said earlier, she's physically got something to do while she's listening to the messages. And then Richard comes on about the mistake about Yale with Mm -hmm. the check and yada, yada. And then she calls Rory. Hey, it's mom. You know, you've got your study voice going. We need to address this check situation. We got to tell them uh, that your dad's paying for Yale. I actually thought Lorelai came from a surprisingly sort of good place with her parents. Like, even mm-hmm. though they drive her crazy, she has respect for them and the relationship and the family and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you think of it as, cause this is how I took it when she got the call from Richard saying like, 
the check bounced. Do you think she felt the check didn't bounce? I'm sorry. They they returned it. Yeah. Um, they returned it because it was already paid for. Yeah. Do you do you think that she felt like <laughs> I wish my parents were still paying for Yale instead of Christopher? No. 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 Mm-mm. I think she felt like I got to tell them the truth because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I just thought she felt a little bad about it, which I understand. She did. I think she felt bad that she had to make a phone call to her parents. Also, like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they tell? (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't they tell them before? Like, they just thought like (laughs) it's paid for. I'm sure they sort of did. Rory never handled her business. No, no, never. She gets other people to do her, you know what, for her. So I, I think that's what it was. Because Rory should have told them, not yeah, Lorelai. I agree. Exactly. And I think Lorelai feels bad because they're going to feel bad. Yeah. It's very yeah. counterintuitive. Like you'd think that right. somebody would be like, oh, I don't have to pay for it. Cool. It's so important to them to pay for school because it is their connection to the family, the girls. And I think mm-hmm. they know there's risk if they're not paying that they don't have that connection. And Lorelai knows how important that is to them. And she acknowledges it. This mm. is going to be rough. Like, they're not yeah. going to be happy. They're not yeah. happy. She knows, she knows it's going to be a scene now because they're finding out, like, not, they didn't find out up front. Well, to me, too, it's not even that. Oh, sorry, Scott, you go. No, I mean, too bad. I mean, it's her kid. She can do what she wants. It's her kid. Lawrence College is paid for. It's probably a better situation for them anyway, because then they're you know not under the lash and obligated. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, Richard and Emily are, you know, can't they be genuinely warm and welcoming? And maybe one day somebody will want to come to Friday night dinner of their own exactly. volition. You know, exactly. Being- yeah, they wouldn't need to right. use their money to manipulate their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't think that it uh, it sat very well on on Richard and Emily this episode. I thought it made them look very 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 petty. Oh, mm-hmm. see, I, there I was there was one part I have to say. Do you mind if I jump ahead a little bit, or should I wait? No, no, do it. Okay, do it. there's one part that I did agree with Emily when she said, "When was Christopher ever a father to you?" Because there was a part where she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I want my dad to pay for it," and Emily had a really good point. Like yeah. all these years. He hadn't been anywhere and suddenly like he's your father because he's paying. I I actually did agree with her on that. Well, and I understand Emily and Richard, they want to pay for school. They want to like, I, I know that because I had that same relationship with my grandparents. Like they want to pay for school because there's so much significance in that. My grandparents paid for my college. Right. And I think they, they there's there's something um deeper than just the check. It's not just the money. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the honor of paying for school, which is a weird word. It's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. duty. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the giving something to your grandchild forever, right? That means so much. So yeah. it is heartbreaking in a way for them. They are well, no that, that, yeah that means they the family's that. broken up their, yeah. their version their vision of a family is broken up now or there's something about they a lost legacy control <laughs> yeah there's there's something about the legacy i guess that's the right word 
of, of grandparents paying for college, right? It's not about the check because they could just give her the same money for something else. It's not about that. It's it's forever. I know that my grandparents paid for my education and then this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened all as a result of what they did. So even though, Ooh, it makes me want to cry. Even though my grandparents aren't here anymore, that lives on. It's so important. Right. And you'll never forget that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's another aspect um that Lorelai perhaps didn't think about would it be more beneficial for Richard and to continue to send checks because he's involved now in a real sense using his influence and his power and his relationships at Yale to 
to protect Lori, uh, sorry, Rory, to 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 make sure she gets the best opportunities uh, well, and the best yeah. professors and the best attention. And then post-grad, uh, if she wants to pursue an advanced degree or get out in the job, you know, he's fully invested in every single way. Yeah, I think there's something to what you're saying. And but- that should have been taken into consideration because what the hell's, you know, and, and, I, yeah. and really is the Christopher decision, now that I think about it a little bit, is it really that wise? Because he could blow the money in a Vegas weekend or on right. some cr- crazy business venture. And it's like, yeah, sorry, I, mean, Laurel, I, I, I can't pay anymore. There's I truth- screwed up because he's got a history of it. So yeah, yeah. It, it is an odd decision in that sense. There's truth to what you're saying and what, what, I think about is my parents could have paid for my college, right? Just like Christopher can pay for Rory's. But there was a deeper something there, having my grandparents pay for all our educations, right? My siblings, my cousins. It's more than just the check. And I think, yeah, right. So I, I think you're right. You're, 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 you're getting into something. There's also the fact that Richard went to Yale. There's just a lot yeah. of significance mm-hmm. in it. Not mm-hmm. just sort of like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of deep. That guy can pick up a telephone and make things happen. He can make, he can pick up a telephone and make things happen for her the way, she, you know, Logan or Mitchum Huntsberger cannot or will not. Yeah, or even the connection. Like, you know, when right. they came into the, well, I'm get, skipping ahead, we'll get to it, but you know, the, the, they come into the living room and he's reading the book. Yeah. I almost was waiting for Rory to bond over the book. Oh, I was mm-hmm. too. That's so funny. I'm like, you why say are that? they not connecting? And that's what Yale is to them. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. such a deeper thing than the check, it's the yes. connection, mm-hmm. which it I is. think is what you're saying, Scott. It it's is. like, it is. It is. It's the family legacy. Um, and let's, you know, let's, let's game theory it out when Rory has her children and they're grown and they're 17 and they're going off to college and then Richard can, you know, he, maybe he's still around and he wants right. to help and or, there you go. Or Christopher. So that to me is yeah, when Christopher, if who knows? If, but if, if, if you're a gambling woman, I mean, if and you're playing the odds, you're sticking with Richard. But you know what Christopher could have done? Mm-hmm. I'm so say that say that we understood and Rory understood more the importance of Emily and Richard paying for school. Christopher could have said, "Okay, your grandparents are paying for your school. I'm going to set up now a trust fund with that's this money, exactly so your children's college." Done. Exactly. And that's what he should have done too. That that's that is family. Yes. That mm-hmm. is legacy. That is right. doing something for your kid that's beyond. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I have, you know. Yeah, not enough thoughts, detail there. So Christopher could have put it in an account, college account, and then it would all have been paid for lock, stock, and barrel, no questions asked. And then it goes then beyond. And he can go just off and start money. a casino and, you know. <laughs> right. And it's right. The money's nowhere. safe, secure. It's done. It's right. Right. And he can go blow the rest of his wad. Right. So, okay. So let's switch to uh, Lo- uh, Logan Paris, Rory, the paper, all, all that mess. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think in general about the Paris paper situation? I mean, Paris is always over the top, but this really was over the top. But I don't know what it is. It's I think she's the only character that for me can pull it off being that annoying. And I still enjoy watching her. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, she 
I was really grooving on her character there a little bit for a couple of seasons now, appreciating <laughs> it, getting the chuckles. But this is like now she's back to being like Too committed much. to an institution. I, I enjoyed her. I mean, this is this is like crazy. This is insanity. Yeah, I agree. I only love it because of what it brought out in Rory and Logan. Yeah. So to me, it's a means to an end. But like, she, she's she has no she has crazy. no business leading anything. I mean, she needs to be in therapy. I mean, <laughs> totally she was so unhinged. Yeah, she's so unhinged, so abusive. And it, she would never let the paper go to print with a photo missing. So that was right. like huh? not even. That was insane. Yeah, I'm like, was... what? She cares way too much about the paper. Are we going to? Gonna, are, we, are we? Are we going to find out? Uh, uh, don't tell me what it is. But if we're going to find out that something, ha- some earthquake happened in her life, uh, <laughs> in ensuing episodes to justify this behavior, because this is just so off the chain. She's uh, just a mess. That being said, the hats did make me. You, laugh. you had that character say it, that he wanted to do to her. What people did to Mussolini. Oh my and gosh. His wife. Is that Bill? You're talking about Bill, right? Yeah. No, the kid that was sitting there with the yo-yo said, Bill. I not only I not only want to kill her, I want to drag her body through and it hang her like upside a, down in a gas station. Terrible, right? Like he wanted to Mussolini her. And I was like, uh, that is a very strong statement. That's almost as bad as the uh the biomedical itch. Statement. Yeah. <laughs> How about her weird, beautiful mind cubicle? <laughs> Oh, wow. my God. Oh, my God. It was. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, that was a beautiful. Uh, my cuticle. <laughs> she's like, you know, she that was Ted's Ted Kaczynski. Territory. Yeah, it was like very. She's scaring me. She's yes. so, and then there were earmuffs <laughs> and the, whole, the thing that I do love about it, like I said, is it just brings out the best in Rory and you see like Rory's thriving again and then it levels up Logan. Logan coming in, first of all, I know we're skipping, but let's just play through this because this mm-hmm. episode has so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. First of all, his smile acting. Oh, my God. I die. I had to watch it three that, times. That would fall into the category of face acting. Face acting. Exactly. So the scene now where you're, he, Now you're creating categories for eyes and <laughs> He comes and into the paper. Smiles. Exactly. His ear yeah. acting. Right. This, is, this is ear acting, eye acting. Mm-hmm chin acting so Uh he comes into the paper she realizes she forgot her date but he's so cute and Mm -hmm. there to help and sort of why didn't you call me but before that he's just listening to her blah 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 blah, blah, and he's Mm -hmm. just got this smile and he sort of touches his face like his chin or his nose right so cute like everything about him i just was like swoon swoon and then he really contributes so I was just like, yes, I'm so in. The one thing mm-hmm. I it made me cringe a little bit was when he made the phone call, like when the paper was late and he was stalling and he was just like, it only made me cringe because he's like so entitled and he's like, oh, yeah, my father. Like, you know, that's but he knew it would work. He knew it would work. But I don't know why it just bugs me about it. I didn't mind. Did you guys see Danny Pudi in there too? By the way, you know the actor Danny Pudi. He was in the he were he's oh. he's gone on to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that show with Joel McHale and Chevy Chase. Um, anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about. By it the way, Tara, he was just trying to impress Rory. Yep, that's oh, right. That, yeah. that, was a, that was a move to get his girl back. Really? Yes, really. He had to be the hero and carry it through, and he just played the dad card, and it worked. 
And to save the day. And he got the kiss from the girl. <gasps> also, it was so not realistic the way he was stalling. And she's like typing like one letter at a time. Like <laughs> Was was anything <laughs> realistic in that scene? No, none of it. You, I think that's you've why got, I didn't like it. You've got an insane human being that needs to be taken away in a, in a, in a van. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, in restraints. Uh, you know, and then you, so there was really, you know, the stage was set for unreality. But he's like, and then you open your computer and then you go, and she's like just looking at Logan and she's pr- pressing like one button at a time. And I'm like, she's not getting anything done. Where did he get those sandwiches? All of a sudden, there was just he, two he great deli sandwiches coming he out of the back and two glasses and a bottle of wine. I know, I loved the everything guy, about it. And he looked so cute. In, 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 in Sugarman parlance, he's baller. Totally. He's totally baller. Totally. <laughs> so cute. That was a great scene. That was and, a yeah, great. I love that. Uh, that was a great interaction between the great coming together. Enjoy him. He's just the guy's magic. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love me some Zukri, man. He's just he's lights up. The scene. Just, he lo- doesn't he just charming. light up the scenes? Yes. He's charming. Yes, he's Scott. Charming he lights hell. up the scene and he brings out. In her, I don't know if it's Rory or Alexis, I don't know, yeah. a light, an energy, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the scenes. Like there's just, not that I don't love her scene in the in the uh, school cafeteria, dining mm-hmm. hall room, mm-hmm. the, where I thought we were going to dress crazy. And and she says, I'm <clears> going to dinner with Logan tonight. And Lorelai's talking about, I talked to your grandparents, we're going to dinner. It's a great scene, but there's something you can Hard feel eyes. you can Hard feel eyes. the chemistry between yeah. them. You can re- it's electric. Yeah. You can feel it. And when he w- pulls her close to him, you can really feel the, yes. the sexual tension. It's real. I will say on a note just cuz you know, we've got a lot to cover still. That scene where Lorelai and Rory are in the dining hall and she talks about the they had just moved from Hartford and they're at the inn. And she got the invite to the annual Christmas party and she didn't go. And she acknowledges I should have gone. Everything could have been different. And I thought, wow, very quick little mention, but what a powerful thing. And she's sort of writing that by saying, I know you don't want to go, but we're going. We're going. All right. Hey, everybody. Due to the... uh, uh this viral uh, diarrhea of the mouth syndrome that we all have on this episode. Uh, we're going to have to break this up into a couple of parts, at least two parts, maybe three parts. Cause we only got 10 <laughs> minutes into the episode and we've already been recording for an hour. Oh joy. Oh joy. Tis the season. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to take a little break and we'll come back with part two. Follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? 
With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 